And now it's time for On the Money with your host, Dan White. Dan has been in the financial services industry for over 25 years, and he's been a featured expert in Forbes, Yahoo, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Dow Jones Market Watch, and has appeared nationally on Fox Business News. Dan is a member of some of the most prestigious financial organizations, including the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. In addition, he's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant, credentials you can trust. Broadcasting from the heart of Wilmington, Delaware, here's your host of On The Money, Dan White. The tech IPO mania of 2020 has matched, if not exceeded, 1999 to 2000. And on their Vitalogy album, the 1990s megaband Pearl Jam has a track titled, This Is Not For You. It would make a good theme song for initial public offerings, IPOs, as in when you see a hot initial public offering and feel tempted to buy it, remember, this is not for you. Welcome to the On The Money Show. My name is Dan White. I am the host of your show. This morning, we are going to talk about why IPOs are not for you. Last week, we covered bubbles. Uh, we talked about Tesla as a bubble, and we're going to talk about IPOs today. And, and you know, I, I get clients all the time, oh, I want to buy this when it goes public. I want to buy Uber. I want to buy Lyft. I want to buy, you know, you hear it all the time. And, again, it's very difficult to get in on these IPOs because the venture capitalists and all that, they have a tight hold on the shares. But they may not be the smartest investment in the world for Joe public. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So before we get into the program, though, I do want to ask uh, people a question. You know, the biggest expense you'll ever have in retirement, I get a lot of answers to that. Some people say health care, housing, you know, but quite honestly, a lot of it, you know, you think your tax rates are going to go down in retirement. That's not always the case. And taxes still continue to play a role in retirement. And of course, you know, as we sit here, it certainly looks like, um, President-elect Biden is going to get inaugurated, and and uh, he's got some pretty aggressive tax strategies on the horizon. So if you want to have a tax analysis done for you, a forward-looking tax analysis, you know, you can't fix 2020. That's in the books. Can't do anything about 2020 taxes, but you might be able to do something about 2021. So if you'd like to have a forward-looking tax analysis done on your situation, Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. We have our first events of 2021 coming up this week, backed by popular demand. Today's retirement concerns and solutions. We have a lot to cover on the changing rules and regulations this year. Make sure you're ready for 2021. Seating will be extremely limited, but we have three programs this week. On Tuesday the 12th at 5.30 p.m., we will be at the Metro Pub and Grill in Middletown, Delaware. Wednesday the 13th at 5.30, we'll be at Pen Oaks Country Club out on Route 202 in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And then on Thursday the 14th at 5.30, we'll be down at the Schaefer Canal House in Chesapeake City, Maryland. Again, all three programs, today's retirement concerns and solutions. So if you've got questions about your retirement or you're just concerned about 
this old market being at an all-time stock market high, you know, Wall Street and Main Street, pretty disconnected at this point. Uh, if you've got questions, you want to come out to one of our upcoming events, pick up the phone and give us a call. So hot tech IPOs are liquidity events for the venture capital firms that built huge stakes for pennies on the dollar years earlier and payday bonanzas for connected Wall Street firms that received large share allocations at the official IPO price days before the opening bell. The idea is that public investors, a mix of retail investors and money managers, come in on IPO day and bid the share price up to nutty valuations. And we've seen this happen time and time again. This allows the big Wall Street firms and their preferred clients to cash out quickly. They were already long at the official price prior to the opening bell, and they can sell at their leisure while the venture capital firms get paid astronomical sums after their lockup period expires. It's a hugely profitable game for those on the inside track. DoorDash, Airbnb, two tech IPOs that hit the market last month saw their share prices rocket higher with Airbnb more than doubling on the first day of trading. Snowflake, a cloud computing play that went public in September, also rose more than 100% on its first trading day. So those three 2020 vintage companies, DoorDash, Airbnb, and Snowflake, are in the top 10 for the biggest IPO share price pops of all time. And meanwhile, the top three spots for first day share price gainers belonging to Palm, Palm Inc., Corvus Corp., and Infion are all from the year 2000. So in multiple ways, the IPO mania of 2020 has exceeded the IPO mania of 2000. Bank of America Investment Research shared a chart showing a historic spike in call buying relative to put buying, calling it the greatest call buying frenzy since the dot-com bubble. More than $500 billion has been raised in the past 11 weeks. According to 50 billion, I'm sorry, more than 50 billion has been raised in the past 11 weeks, according to research firm Daily Logic, and at least 157 billion year to date, the most since the final push of the 2000 boom. And the investor frenzy for Airbnb was so strong on IPO day, a robotics maker called ABB Limited saw its call option volume surge. Why? Because their stock ticker, ABB, was one letter away from the Airbnb stock ticker, ABNB, and participants in the greed stampede were confused. (laughs) The eye-bulging venture capital paydays we see now are also reminiscent of the year 2000. As an individual investor or independent money manager, it's very important to understand how the system actually works. In order for capitalist economies to grow, new technology has to receive funding. 
Innovation requires investment and sometimes wildly speculative investment to get the ball rolling. Fortunately, all throughout history, investors have been willing to provide the funding for technology innovation out of a greed motive. Booms and busts have been happening since time immemorial, dating at least as far back as the Roman Empire. The funding process is messy. A lot of capital gets wasted. This is also a feature of how it has worked practically forever. Some hot new theme or concept takes hold. Investors as a group get wildly excited and they pour a river of capital into a new area. Most of the capital winds up wasted or destroyed, but a vital portion of it, usually a modest percentage, winds up funding the companies that change the nation or the world. Meanwhile, there are insiders in the business who get paid from the cycle, and they get paid every single time. They're like the guys who sell picks and shovels to gold miners in the gold rush. It doesn't matter if most of the miners go belly up. (laughs) They get rich on the picks and the shovels business. We're borrowing a profit from picks and shovels, The insiders make very early investments in speculative startup companies, and then they reap huge returns on the order of tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of percent many years down the road. The huge returns, meanwhile, cover all the losses on all the investments that didn't make it. This is why the Splashy Tech IPO is a major payday for two main groups, three if you count the company's founders, the venture capitalists who backed the company, the company founders and early employees, and the Wall Street sales machine. These groups make out like bandits in IPO booms because they are the insiders who have been in the game for years. For instance, take the venture capital firm Sequoia, the largest outside investor in Airbnb. Sequoia has been investing in Airbnb over the last nine years through various capital raising rounds. Its early investments, its earliest investments, split adjusted, have an average cost of less than one cent per share. After the Airbnb share price doubled on IPO day, the value of Sequoia's Airbnb holdings reportedly exceeded $10 billion with an internal rate of return on the earliest outlays as high as 7,000x. That is not 7,000% return. That is a 7,000 multiple, which is more like (laughs) 700,000%. These are the guys that are making the money. So look, the technology funding process requires investors to pour in large amounts of capital, most of which ultimately gets destroyed. The IPO process, meanwhile, happens late in the game and is meant to provide liquid riches to those who have been playing the game for years. The investor trying to buy these things at the very end is more often than not the sucker left holding the bag. 
The reason it gets bad at the end and the reason the dot-com bubble led to a meltdown and the 2020 tech mania will too is because the valuations make no sense. The math stops working. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll-free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. 888-690-8820. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942. 610-358-8942. We've heard this song before. Whenever the market just seems to go up, 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 day in and day out, people get greedy and they usually end up left holding the bag. We'll have more for you after the break. If you're within five to ten years of retirement, this message is for you. There's never been a bigger disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. Unemployment over 15%. Unprecedented federal stimulus. Wall Street has never been more volatile. If there was a vehicle that credited you 7% up front, then grew your nest egg by 6 to 7% a year, guaranteed for the next five to ten years before turning into an income stream that you cannot outlive, would you want to know about it? Call Dan White and Associates now for details 888-690-8820 surrender charges and other restrictions may apply welcome back to the on the money show my name is dan white and i am the host of your show this morning we've been talking about the tech ipo mania of 2020 and one of the things i referenced earlier in the show was pearl jam had a track back in 1990 called this is not for you and that certainly holds true today ipos may not be for you yeah it's real tempting you see the stock shoot up 100% on the first day of trading. You're not going to get in at the bottom when the bell opens. You're probably going to get up closer to the top, and then inevitably you might be in for a disappointment when the stock price falls eventually. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about IPOs today, how they work, and why they may not be for you. Uh, before I get into that, though, I do want to I do want to ask a couple questions. I mean, you know, when you talk about retirement – uh, one of the biggest things that people, you know, it's been proven, it's been actuarially and psychologically proven that people are more comfortable in retirement when they have guaranteed streams of income. You know, I do my programs every week and, and I always tell people, if you knew you had $10,000 a month hitting your checking account the first of every month for the rest of your life, would you care what that money is earning? And the answer is inevitably no. You don't care what it's earning. You just know it's going to show up the first of every month for the rest of your life. You know, you ask people, where's it at? I don't know. What's it earning? I don't care. All I know is it shows up the first of the month for the rest of my life. So people are generally happier in retirement when they have guaranteed streams of income. And today, people don't have them because pensions are a thing of the past. So if you'd like to see how we could take a lump sum of money and turn that into a guaranteed stream of income that you cannot outlive, but also have a residual benefit if you die. That's the big thing with pensions. If you die, there's nothing left. Well, here we could structure your lump sum into a guaranteed stream of income that if you die too soon, the residual value gets paid out to your beneficiaries. If you'd like to see how that could work for you, by all means, pick up the phone. Give us a call at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. We have three upcoming events this week. On Tuesday the 12th at 530, we'll be at the Metro Pub and Grill in Middletown, Delaware. 
doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. This will be an extremely limited event seating-wise because of the COVID-19 guidelines. Uh, we're hoping that we can open up everything this year, but we're still in a in a phase where we've got to be extremely vigilant. Uh, Wednesday the 13th at 530, we'll be at Pen Oaks Country Club. That will be in their outdoor tent seating area. And then Thursday the 14th at 5.30, we'll be at Schaefer's Canal House down in Chesapeake City, Maryland. So if you've got questions as we head into 2021 about the economy, about the market, about where taxes are going, we cover all these topics in our presentation. Make sure you pick up the phone and get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. So before the break, we talked about the IPOs that have come out this year, you know, the Airbnb and the DoorDash and and how the valuations kind of go crazy and the stock doubles at some point. And at a certain point in a bubble, and especially in an IPO frenzy, the math simply goes out the window. The prevailing attitude of those who want to participate becomes buy me shares at whatever price is out there. You know, Wall Street analysts, meanwhile, then encouraged the frenzy in a respectable way by reverse engineering some crazy story to justify the valuations on hand. And while the run-ups, the wild run-ups in DoorDash and Airbnb were mania-level impressive, the kind of mania valuations, the king of mania valuations, might be Snowflake. Trades under SNOW, the cloud technology play that went public in September. This is <laughs> this is right up there with Tesla, let me tell you. As of as of uh December, you know, Snow had a market cap. You ready for this? A market cap of a hundred billion, a hundred billion dollars on less than five hundred million in revenue. <laughs> What planet does that make sense, right? While booking hundreds of millions in losses, it's hard to express how off-the-chart nuts this is. We can do some quick math to see how crazy the snow valuation is right now. The super profitable tech juggernauts, Alphabet, otherwise known as Google, Apple, Facebook, Microsoft, the FANG stocks, They tend to have net profit margins in the 25% range, give or take, which means they make around 25 cents of profit off of every dollar in revenue. Amazon's profit margin is consistently much lower, but that's because they reinvest in a very hyper-aggressive way. For Snowflake to justify its current market cap of $100 billion, it would need profits in the 3 to $5 billion range at least, which would presume a multiple of 20 times the 33 times earnings. The best profit margins Snowflake will ever have, absolute best case, have to be around 25%. That is what Microsoft and Google get and what Amazon would presumably get if they weren't reinvesting so heavily. And Microsoft, Google, and Amazon are all in direct competition with Snowflake via the cloud business. That means that to buy Snowflake at a valuation of $100 billion, you have to presume (laughs) they will be able to grow the revenues by a multiple of 25 to 40 times, 2,500% to 4,000%. 
and do so while swinging from big net losses to world-class profits and do all of this while competing in the cloud against the three biggest, baddest competitors on the planet. <clears throat> but wait, it gets better, <laughs> or, or rather worse. Uh, buying snow at the current price means anticipating future growth that is worth the risk above and beyond a price that already discounts the implied outcome of this company growing sales by 25 to 40 times while earning world-class margins to boot competing against three tech juggernauts. It doesn't make sense. But then again, it isn't supposed to make sense because this is how it works. Snowflake will eventually register a huge gut-wrenching price decline, just like Tesla. And heck, just like Amazon did before finding its footing. Amazon investors, this is, you, know, you got to think back, people. Amazon investors were down 94% at one point post-2000. <laughs> so they all go through it, okay? And this thing where investors lose their cool and wind up holding the bag and paying off insiders as part of the innovation funding cycle could practically be part of a David Attenborough nature documentary. <laughs> it is the behavior of homo economicus and its natural investment habitats. It is what investors do over and over and over with a rhythm as old as the hills of Rome. Easy money and loose credit conditions act as kindling for innovation to light a spark. Investors then get all whipped up in a frenzy via the cheap money and the hot story combination. Investors buy based on emotion. They forget the math and basically take leave of their senses. Insiders, venture capitalists, Wall Street firms, and founders, they cash out hugely. The boom goes bust. 90% of investor capital is destroyed. And 10% is put to good use. Investors get burned, but insiders enjoy a huge payday and they gear up for the next cycle. And with a sufficient passing of time, investors forget how they were burned the last time. <laughs> a decade or two later, it happens again, <laughs> repeating on an endless loop for centuries. We wouldn't say that 2020 is exactly like the year 2000. That isn't how it works. No two manias and no two boom and bust cycles are ever completely the same. But certain parts of the script are highly recognizable, and we know full well how this type of movie ends. So like I said earlier, you know, it's just like the uh, Pearl Jam uh, the Tology album in 1990, they had a track titled This Is Not For You. And I think that's the, uh, that's the mantra here with the IPOs. I mean, very, very, very careful when you're dealing with these things. And, you know, trading and investing profitably is a great goal, but on its own, it won't make you rich. You know, unless you understand some of the most often overlooked principles of money, your chances of building and enjoying a fortune are slim. 
And I got three quick ones that I want to go over real quick. You know, three things I wish I would have understood about money a long time ago. If you're looking at buying something, will this expense be worth it years from now? And is it worth it now? I talk about the people buying, paying $100,000 for a car. What's that going to be worth 10 years from now? That's one thing. The second thing, what money is and isn't. You know, you have to d- differentiate that. Money's a way of keeping score. Money is a tool. Money means you have more options. And conversely, no money means fewer options. And then the power of compounding. I read an interesting book recently, which I'm going to elaborate on a little more this year. Power of compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. And and I read that Warren Buffett accumulated 65% of his wealth after he turned 60 years old. That's the power of compounding. So let me give you our phone numbers. We're going to wrap this up today. Toll free, 888-690-8820. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942. We've talked about IPOs today. Uh, Again, I don't think they're for everybody out there. If you've got questions, we've got answers. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of their respective parties and not those of this show's producers or this station. Join us again for more On the Money 